Arielle Hemingway with my partner, Melissa Yamaguchi, and you have joined uh, Outcomes the Sun podcast. And this is our, I think it's our 10th. Is this our 10th? I, you know, time flies when you're having fun. And I lose track of my birthdays. I, you know, I lose track of everything. So <laughs> anyway. It's another great one. It's another great one. Is it? Yeah, I think it's 10. Anyway, we are super excited today. We only want to talk to each other. Because sometimes that's all we've got. Um, not because we don't have a, a guest, but what we like to do is kind of assess what the what's happening in the world and and how that affects our our brains. And you know, things have changed in in the last two decades, but really in the last decade, things have become so you know, compartmentalized and small and narrow. And it's like, we get so much in information at all times. And it, it really is affecting our mental health. Um, I think, that, you know, I think that, well, Melissa, you, you can go, I mean, we've had hurricanes, we've had, the, you know, there's so much, there's so much PTSD in the country. There's so many things going on. And we're going to talk about even social media and people that are expressing too much about themselves. I think they're expressing too much about themselves. I mean, I come from a different generation of Hollywood where, you know, there was a little mystery to the people who were up on the screen for you, whether it be television or the films. But now it's like, you know, everything about everybody. So so we're going to discuss those things, you know, the things that go on in the world that affect us because they're natural disasters and they have a tremendous effect on you. And then the other things, which in my opinion, we could control if we chose to be people who who make different choices so that we don't have to air our dirty laundry with everybody, but, but also cause stress, not only to people around you, but to your family. So. I think that's, you know, that's kind of what we want to talk about today. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen, you, I, I, I love when you and I get together because I feel like we recalibrate and kind of understand what's happening around us and then we can kind of charge back out. But yeah, um, yeah you know, all that you said more, we've got everything from natural disasters, which we don't have any control over. Right. And like I was saying, telling you earlier, it's like, it doesn't matter if your insurance is paid and your house is paid off, and your taxes are paid up. It doesn't matter what you've done right natural disaster comes and you're, you're taken out. It's still, yes. even if you can build back quickly, even if you are the uh, blessed enough to build back quickly, you're still affected by the trauma of the devastation and your neighbors and the community and everything's gone. Absolutely. So there's that. And then we swing the pendulum all the way over to the other side where there's personal choices in creating your own personal tsunami with your social media exposure, airing all your dirty laundry, and, you know, there was a big, there was a big backlash, you know, what is it like three or five before COVID, there was this big backlash of people are taking too many selfies and they're too, they're fabricating their lives in the net right. and for the sake of eyeballs. Yes. And so then it began, then it, then the pendulum kind of shifted where it's like, okay, well, let's get real. Right. And right. people were showing things and I don't really need to see the glossy filter, but I also don't want to know how many warts you have. Thank you very much. Can you, I just, you, we need to keep some things private, but we're losing, we're, we're losing the ground on what the, the sacred ground on where to walk. We don't, we've lost yeah. it, but we, in the news, you know, you and I, um, 
you and I've mentioned this before, where we talk every day, and if we don't, it the world falls off its axis when you and I don't get to speak. But <laughs> with that, when Hurricane Ian hit Florida and was sweeping through and, and going past the Puerto Rican, the Cuban area, and I Cuba, and I received a phone call on your behalf. I'm asking, you know, oh, what right. your opinion, what, you know, please, can we get a quote from Marielle about, about Cuba right. and about the Heming, about the Hemingway home in Florida. And we, so that began really kind of this earnest dive into what's going on down there because, you know, at, at the risk of sounding, you know, too uh, monkey see monkey do in California. And I was like, we got tornadoes. I mean, we got hurricanes, whatever. I, I can't keep my careful everything with all the earthquakes and everything else. So I didn't pay as much attention, but then I dove deep in to find out. And, one of the things that our producer was mentioning to us earlier, Slater, was no. saying that even on TikTok, people are, even if you didn't watch the news, but you were just kind of pilfering through TikTok no. and you're that generation who watches it, people were showing close up, right? Close up, the devastation that was happening in their homes and their neighborhoods to them personally through TikTok. So you got to see outside of the news because the news couldn't get down right. there, besides the, you know, being blown right. away, people were showing firsthand devastation. And so you know, the heart palpitations and the and the, the trauma that was going on for people, worrying about people down there, wondering how far it's going to go. I'm now in North Carolina. It's just coming for me next. People really, the, the fear. So there's something to be said about this this swing of, of the effect of what this does to us. Now, there's a cathartic reason people put this stuff on TikTok. Yeah. It's like, look, somebody, look, we need help down here. Yeah. Oh my gosh, can you believe we survived this? Right. But then there's there's also this sullied um, rag magazine approach to our lives that somehow cheapens it, but what never diminishes, regardless of the approach, are the mental health effects, which you talked about in the beginning, the mental health effects that this does to us, even if we don't turn on, how, even if we don't turn on the social media, we're still being bombarded by the news. Right. Because the news is, is, is introducing it to us. So I think, you know, one of the things that, in, in having to approach this thing with uh, the natural disasters and things happening around the world, we find out now our grand, our, well, our parents, our grandparents didn't have social media, so they had to wait until the news, the papers came out with it. Right. And that's when they would discover that there was an earthquake in Mexico or a fire in Germany or whatever's going well, on. Well, and also, I think the, the ability we have to get information to people so quickly, yes, it's great. People can prepare all of that. But also, mm -hmm. it 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 starts the it starts this fury of you know in, of cortisol and fear and craziness yeah. that happens the the hormones that explode in your body when you're terrified something's going to happen. How do I prepare for this? Where do I need to go? Yeah. All of that, or you know, my mother, my mother and father-in-law are in Florida. You know, how are they going to fare through this? disaster. So there's there's a benefit to knowing and then there's also this craziness that never happened even when I was a kid it wasn't like it was a million years ago but but we you know like you said you know yeah. the new if the newscaster guy couldn't get down there you found, you read about it in the paper the following morning right so is you know and the question is to ourselves and to each other is that better? Is it better to not know quite as much? But I mean, I suppose people would come after me for saying that because they would say, no, it's, you know, it's good that we have this no. information. We can save ourselves and we can protect ourselves. And we know that our 
neighborhood is, you know, in, in real danger and we can get out. So yes, there's, there's goodness to that, but there's, you know, I don't know. Information is, is powerful, but it's, it also can be detrimental in the wrong hands. I guess, I guess when it is the wrong hands, sometimes it's when social media takes it and it's not in the hands of a journalist who's saying, look, I want to give both sides of a story. I want to like weigh the two sides of this and give you a, a really educated uh, opinion about what's going on both sides, making no political statement, you know, whatever. <laughs> You're but, talking about the days of Walter Cronkite. <laughs> right, right. And, yeah. that's, and, that, doesn't, and that doesn't yeah. even exist anymore. I mean, it's, it's hard to find so a, a journalist that's really not swayed by the the company that's trying to get more views uh, you know that's right whatever that's whatever you know network it is they want you to watch them so they're gonna yes. make their stuff more extreme and 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 there's you know that's scary we live in a time where it's like how many people can i get you know we we want people to listen to our little podcast but it's like uh, to to what uh, to, to what degree do you do you push so that you can do all that stuff? I don't know. It it doesn't feel it's a responsibility. Right. Yeah, it is. There's a huge responsibility. So if you're going to expose something, you have a huge responsibility to how you put it out. And so there and therein lies the rub. Yes, we've got we've got neophytes with their phones becoming ad hoc journalists going out and putting stuff out. And part of that has saved people. I know that when there has been brutality on the streets and uh, just an innocent bystander filmed it and then it hit the news cables, the perpetrators were arrested. So it's, and sometimes saved. So there's this weird fine line that, you know, one of the, I'm going to digress here for one fast second, I promise. But oftentimes when people hit celebrity and they, to whatever arena that it's in, and they, they accumulate pretty seemingly rapid amounts of money that they were not prepared for. They weren't, they didn't yeah. grow up with it. They didn't have generational wealth. They're not prepared mentally on how to handle the fame, the influx of everything, people coming at them in 50 different directions. In that same way, we're not really prepared if we film something and then we air it how that's going to hit people. And when you've studied right. journalism, when you've studied it in a responsible way, you realize this, we got to be careful how we relay the information. It's going to hit people. Well, yes. now even that, you know, I, I was jokingly saying Walter Cronkite, Edward R. Merle, but the truth of the matter is even now our news anchors, channels, stations are bringing us information that's driven by social media. Yes. So they're competing you know, it used to be that that the, the major stations were competing with the with the cable channels, and now it's they're competing with social media. Yeah, yeah, it's great. That's crazy, and 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 that you know, I mean, you get a job nowadays. People look at your social media account when you go in for yes. the interview, or you don't even go in for the interview. You do it on Zoom, whatever. Some you know something weird, right? So there's this weird like we've made social media and people's ability to connect with everybody and their and their and and everybody and every celebrity and we can all connect we can all follow and we can all make a comment we can all do this and it's like 
it's very weird. We put the responsibility, we spread the responsibility so much that nobody has to take any. You know what I mean? It's That's like right. nobody right. has to say, you know what, I'm responsible here. So even if it's, you know, Joe who lives down the street in, in Florida and he got hit and whatever, and he puts out a video and it, it's the, the intention is to be fine with it or whatever. But it's like, it's like you said, it will hit somebody in a, in a way that will be devastating or not, you know, but it just, I, I just find this time really challenging. And it must be challenging uh, for people with, with young children because you, you know, like my kids are adults, so I don't have to worry. <laughs> I don't have to worry yeah. about them in the same kind of way, but it's, it's like, wow, I just think of that. And I think of the children because they're, they're so new. They're fresh. Their brains are like sponges. They they're take trusting. Th- they're trusting yeah. and they take it all in. And, yeah. and, and what, and that is, that's hard on a brain. I mean, it used to be like, you'd go to a movie and you were like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be in this movie with my kid. It's like, yeah. it's so violent or it's, 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 it's spooky, you know, right. And yeah. now you don't know what your kids are, are, you know, they're watching everything and you know oh, yeah. how you always hear kids know everything. You think you're yes, hiding it from me. They know, and they have access. I mean, I, I know there are, you know, there are things that you can do, but are there really things that you can do? You remember being a kid, you figure out ways to get around all the rules. I right? stink into jaws and I was not allowed to see it. <laughs> Saw it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's, no, it's a I weird it. time. It's a very yeah, it scary is. time. And it means that the responsibility for a parent, the responsibility for a teacher, the responsibility for a real journalist who wants to get real information, it's like, that's an overwhelming job because where do you go? Where do you go to get new information that is clean, right? That is clean right. and not tainted by a social media opinion. Well, and I think that what this tells me always is that whenever... I know whenever I'm stressed or you're stressed, we reach out to each other outside of yes. family. You know, we, we yes. lean on each other. Yes. So it's your community. It's yeah. your community, however small or large, that you've got to lean in on. And this is what yeah. we know that the 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 clue to surviving the the pandemic, because we were so isolated from one another, was staying in connection, even if it was by text touch, however it was, staying in connection. And then then the next thing with this the hurricane is the reaching out and people forming communities. I, this is where, this is what happened to my house. And then this kind of a, you know, the communities that were formed around people suffering from addiction, this yeah. leaning on one another. It's the same mentality, but you know, you, you were talking about social media and this, um, the onus that is on the parents when you have a child to help, to help protect them or help educate them. And you've got to stay on top of it too. But now we're, you know, I was talking to you earlier about the fact that I remember when I was younger, when um, Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor were divorcing and it was nasty right. and it was this wicked divorce and everything right. was sprayed all over the news. And, and nobody really, I didn't, I never heard, maybe I wasn't paying attention, but I don't think I ever heard an opinion on my mom or dad one way or another on who was right or wrong. But now we've got, um, this influx of information yeah. from people in the, in the, in the public eye who are going through a divorce and we hear all the sordid details yeah. we don't need to hear. And then they, the celebrity 
or the well-known person can get onto a news channel. Yeah. Can certainly go through Snapchat, TikTok, tip Twitter, whatever, just boom, 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 bombard you and get all this information about personal information. Yours. It's personal. See, here's what I don't get. Doesn't anybody want to have their own private life? You know, at, at a certain point, it's not everybody's, even if you're a public figure, it's not everybody's business to know no. everything about you. And also, I, I just think it's irresponsible as a parent, if you're going through a divorce and you're a public figure, to to do that. And the, the repercussion, you're not thinking about your kids. You're not thinking, because they know somebody's saying something somewhere in their world. Yeah. So they know. And it's it's it's, to me, that's just... It's just, it's irresponsible and it's, and it's, it's hurtful. It's just hurtful. It hurtful. And, and nobody's thinking about what's that, what is that doing? What is that? Tra that's trauma. You know, especially for a kid, it's trauma. It's going to be, when, it's going to affect them for a long time. I mean, geez, when I was making movies and I had, uh, you know, I went through like not even traumatic stuff, but you know, like if it doesn't do well, you get a bad review, you know, whatever. Right. But, you know, if you're a sensitive being, that's very true. It can be traumatic. Imagine your real life being blown up and being attacked. You know, your parent, and then you, you've got to wonder, like, how, uh, it just, it, it kind of breaks my heart because I, I think it's got to stop. You know, well, Anderson Cooper wrote a book about his mother's tragedy, what Gloria Vanderbilt went through as a child when she was the child in that custody war as a yes. young girl in the 30s. And what, and the trauma that it left her with, the pain that it left her with is this young child being tossed back and forth in the courts. And even then, the public didn't have a complete understanding of what was happening. They just knew something was happening. And poor little Gloria Vanderbilt went through, I, poor, I use the word uh, you know, ironically, <laughs> but she went through all this pain. Right. And then... It marred her enough in a way that when she was raising her two boys, that she was very sensitive and tender about information that was shared about them. So the, in a divorce or in a separation, even in a business breakout, especially when there's a divorce and there's children involved, whether or not the other side has merited the anger hey. and the viciousness. Sorry, it's Daisy. It's going crazy. Daisy! <laughs> I don't know. She's she's just protecting you from the bad guys, Mom. There's, Come on. There's there's a butterfly. <laughs> I didn't realize she had elevated her viciousness. Okay. Can you get a muzzle on that Sorry. dog? Sorry. So it, whether or not the other parent has warranted, has earned the anger, it's still the, the kids. So it, I just think that, that even if the yeah. parent deserved it, even if the parent deserved the, the anger. Oh, yeah. The children are still going to grow up and go, yeah, my dad may have been a jerk, but man, I wish my mom wouldn't have talked about it. I wish my mom wouldn't have discussed my well, mother. And the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is when you have children, that's still their dad or that's still their mom, right? Yeah. It's still their yeah. mom. It's still their dad. And that's you right. don't have the right to impose how you feel about that other person on how their how the child is going to form an opinion about that person That's right. in the you know whatever right. because it's always an opinion it's a perception if you're angry and somebody did damn it they did something to me that is on you that's, that's your right. experience that's your life that doesn't mean that that's your child's experience and that you know it's it's just i find it so 
challenging to deal with that information. I think the most important thing that we can continue to do through the Mariel Hemingway Foundation and out comes the, the Sun podcast is bringing people to the forefront who have these tools because if you're a child right now, you don't have any resources unless the yes. parents are bright enough and, and yes. thoughtful enough to bring someone in to help you. Yes. But if you're in a community where you have suffered devastation and pain, then you have to lean on everybody around you. And you and I've talked about different organizations that are on the ground, whether it's Project Hope or it's people coming out and offering help, you know, help, help to the people. Mm-hmm. And we're, we will continue to expose that. But I think that one of the, the, the responsibility that we have each and every one of us, regardless of our personal pain and our private challenges, is to be is to consider think first, think first before hitting send. Because you know, I've written many emails that were just, I mean, just full of daggers, <laughs> and then I didn't yeah. hit send because the cathartic process of me writing or typing out, you know, and another thing used so and so really felt good, and then I let it go. Yeah, and, and that's, it would have done and that's, yeah, and that's, it's extremely important that, I mean, there's a lot of memes out there about the, the power of words, but once you have said oh, something, yeah. it is said and it is out there and it doesn't come back. So if you, you know, like I'm a big bully, I'm a big journaler. I write, you know, if I'm pissed off, it's mm-hmm. a dear so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. but I write it, yeah. you know, I write it. I don't, I don't dare type it. Cause I've had this situation, you know, when you said you sent it and you didn't mean to, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how can you, that's always, that's always a good one too. Yeah. yeah. I, there are some days when I just think technology is just out to kill you. <laughs> Oh yeah, but but it's true. You know, journaling, journal out that information because honestly, it's all that vitriolic feeling is on is yours. You know, it's it's just it's just something that's built up, whether it's right or wrong. But really, choosing words and being really mindful, response versus reaction. You know, when you respond to something, you take a breath. You inhale, you exhale, and then yeah. you're like, okay, it's it, instead of, or, you know, don't, don't ever send an email or a text or make a phone call when you're angry. Like, it's just never going to be a good idea, right? It, it's just a bad thing. And, and, you know, and this whole conversation brings up the fact that I think addiction is kind of behind a lot of this. Um, Slater gave us a great quote uh, from a doctor who said... Um, our, I gotta, whew, I gotta, mm, I gotta make that bigger because I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Uh, uh, our brains are, I can't see it. Shoot. Hang on. I'm getting there. No, it's not getting big. Hang on. <laughs> oh, there, there. I'm getting close. Okay. Our brains are not, uh, evolved for the, uh, for this world of plenty. As Dr. Tom Fimucane, Fimucane is that? Tom Fimucane, who studies diabetes uh, in the setting of chronic sedentary feeling, said, We are cactuses, we are cacti in the rain, uh, in the rainforest. And like cacti, uh, we are drowning in dopamine. Now, what that means is all of this social media that is happening right now, right? The clicks, the likes, 
And I'm I'm not immune. I'm not immune to getting a like and you know, I suppose I I do feel, mm-hmm. you know, oh wow, I've got you know, hundred something like or whatever. Um, but that's an addiction. And mm-hmm. and and I think that the problem comes from the fact that we you know, most human beings it's difficult not to be to be addictive when there are addictive things out there. Sugar dopamine you know things that create a pleasant high they a split second high so you keep looking for that high right that's That's what addiction is it's like i want to be i want that feeling i want that and then the problem with addiction is you're you keep searching for that feeling right and and you never really get back to the first time you felt that feeling anyway but but that's what I think what it what it all comes down to is at the base of all of this is that there is this disease of needing wanting this false sense of joy and 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 you know and likes are not love that is not somebody who loves no. you who knows you who cares about you it, they may say wonderful things or not whatever but they they don't they don't know who you are. I mean, no. I'm so grateful for the people that follow me, but that, you know, I, do I know them? Do they know me? I, God bless them all. I, 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 I hope to know a few of them, but I mean, honestly, how do you really know those people and how do you, they don't, it's, but it's searching for this, this kind of superfluous and not an empty feeling of love. And it's not real right? It's not real connection. So when you talked about connection, that's the key. Getting our community connections, real connections, where you really meet in in person, if you can, God bless you, I hope you can. Because those community connections are really, I think that's what's going to save us, getting back. And I think coming out of COVID has been challenging for people because they're, they're scared to be in community again. Well, the, 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 the likes and the, the dopamine hit from getting the likes and thinking they like me or the Sally Field moment, they really like me. But the truth of the matter is businesses are now relying upon that. Yeah. So some people won't hire somebody to yeah. be a spokesperson or to come to the job until they have a big following in social media. How much engagement do you have? How many likes do you have? Are you talking to the people that are liking your page? It's a lot going on. And so I've had people say to me, oh, Melissa, you need to be more engaging with the people that are liking things and saying things. Uh, okay. Yeah. And when I when I asked why, they said, well, it shows engagement and we're more likely to hire you for speaking. So now it's become this driver from an unhealthy position. It's right. Not, we're, we're telling our teenagers, right. don't pay attention to social media because that's not where the real friendships lie. Those aren't the people who know you. Someone who says something mean doesn't know you. Ignore it. Right. Turn off the comments, whatever. But then they get to an age where they're saying businesses, sororities yeah. at colleges are asking the same question. Co- sororities are saying, how many people do you have on your feed? How many how many likes do you get? These are the questions that are being asked during during In college? In no. college. And so wow. these kids, we're, t- we're telling them, don't pay attention to that. And then at some point, where do but, they cross the bridge where they have to go? No, I need to care about this, and I need to I need to care to like me. Well, you're saying don't don't care about it, and what you're saying is when you go into the workplace or you know you get yes. out of college, you need it. They're saying you yes. need it. They're saying you won't get anywhere unless you have it. That's exactly what is, right. What is that? That to yeah, me is 
yeah, it, it's certainly a contradiction, but but it's also like, wow, we've come. It sits we're on the so same con- path, Mariel. Yeah, it sits in the. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was going to say it sits no. in that same bath that we're talking yeah. about the journalist and the news, the news yeah. channels who are now trying to compete with social media by bringing influencers on to discuss the news on their oh, news channels. I know, and so it's it sits in the same bath of misguided interest. They're all. It's look far be it for me, um, as an entrepreneur myself, to to um, spit in the face of capitalism because God knows I've benefited from owning my own company. But the truth of the matter is this marketing corporate greed, which is driving, it's driving us, these beautiful souls and spirits all around the planet that we are, really into the ground. And at what point do we say, ah, it's like, it's, it's a lot, it's enough. It's enough. At what point do we have meetings with our, we can't drive the big corporations because they're like monsters on to themselves. But Smaller businesses, middle-sized businesses and small businesses, mom and pop shops. Local, local, point, yeah. Yeah, and local. When do, do we right. meet with them and say, wouldn't, wouldn't you like to come to the job fair at the high school and meet the kids one-on-one? Since yeah. I don't really care if she has 200 people on her page or whatever. Yeah, I think there's, it's it's again, it goes back to our original suggestion, community. Community. It's it, community. It, it makes me think of, you know, we're, we're here in Los Angeles this week and it's super fun and but it's a lot of energy. Like I am so surprised coming back. I was like, whoa, everybody drives really fast. I, yeah. and, you know, I forgot I left a year ago. It wasn't like, like I've been gone for years, but it's like pace is fast. People are going, you know, and they're, and they're constantly on their phones. They're constantly, you know, you go into a market or a, or a restaurant They're they're, you know, they're doing this in this, what they think is real engagement, but is it real engagement? And that's what I love about kind of having part-time in a small town, right? It's that I go to the farmer's market, we get raw milk from this raw milk farm and he's a good guy and we talk to him face to face and he tells us, you know, about Bessie's, you know, what not Bessie, but you know what I mean? He has two cows and he produces all this milk for two <laughs> cows. And it's amazing. And he provides our whole community with these, you know, big gallons of raw milk, just like, just like wow. when we were growing up. Right. Yep. And there's something we need to remind ourselves that the world is fantastic, big, fast, wonderful, and we've got a lot of information. But there's also some small parts of it, and you can get that in the cities as well. There are great farmers markets here in LA because I lived here and I and I love them. And you can have those community connections. You have to make more of an effort, but it's an important effort to make. And it's not just about, oh, you know, I eat healthy. It's making a connection with a farmer who spent time and looking him in the eye and knowing that energetically you're connecting with that person in, it changes you. All I'm saying is that real connection, real like seeing people in person Mm -hmm. changes you. And that's how you learn. I mean, we, yes, we get information from the internet. We get incredible information, but do we learn cellularly? I think we learn cellularly by, by the physicality of being with another human being. I, I don't know. That's my personal opinion. And we are already half an hour away. I mean, we could talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. It was so good. I, so, you know, I want to <coughs> apologize to Slater because I was having such trouble reading that quote, but, um, 
anyway, I think that it is an it's a it's a great time and is a and it's a difficult time and I think we need to be compassionate to those that that are out there who've just been through a disaster, who've lost their homes, yeah. who've been, you know, completely devastated. We have to be compassionate to those that get attacked and be, that, that are bullied on social media in the same kind of way, right? There's, we have to have compassion for the strangeness of our world. Our world is different because we know so much, but we do have a responsibility to ourselves to slow it down once in a while so that we can connect with one another connect with nature, you know, do all those seven doctors things, which, you know, I just love. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it was so great uh, that you all listened today to our conversation. This is kind of the once a month conversation talk that we have. And it's always, I think it's, I think it's profound. I think it's going to really affect our, our Mariel Hemingway foundation and our outcomes of some podcast moving into the future. So thank you, Melissa. This was fun. Thank you, my friend. And the key word for us is compassion and community. Remember them to remember them both as we move forward. Thank you so much for joining us today on Outcomes the Sun. Uh, you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, on Apple, and on YouTube. And you can donate to the Mariel Hemingway Foundation at themarielhemingwayfoundation.org. And I want to spell Hemingway for you, H-E-M-I-N-G-W-A-Y.org. I only say that because a lot of people put two M's. And that just won't work. Um, also, on if you're watching on YouTube, you can go to the donate button at the bottom and it will take you right to a link with a QR code. And uh, if you go to marielhemingway.org, you can also press the donate button and be able to donate to the foundation, which is designed to help guide people towards finding the right solutions for their mental health issues. Um, That is my goal. I'm just trying to raise money so I can come up with an app and a website that has all the information you could possibly want to know about mental health and where to go. But we are in the process of making that happen. And your donation means so much to us. So thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.